chapter seven of young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures by hamilton wright maybe this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b sir francis drake's voyage round the world by thomas frost toward the close of fifteen seventy seven a small fleet of five vessels the largest of which was only one hundred tons was equipped at plymouth partly at the cost of sir francis drake and partly by the aid of certain distinguished persons among whom the queen is said to have been one the admiral assumed the command and besides the officers of the several vessels was accompanied by a considerable number of gentlemen as volunteers the little fleet sailed from plymouth november fifteenth but encountered such bad weather that the ships were obliged to put into falmouth to refit and did not resume the voyage until december thirteenth on the twenty seventh they anchored before mogador and sailing from that port on the last day of the year stood to the southwest capturing several spanish vessels on their way on january seventeenth fifteen seventy eight they were off cape blanco where they landed their prisoners and remained several days bartering with the natives on the twenty seventh they were at muyo whence supplies being refused them there they stood to the westward as they sailed past san jago three guns were fired at them but without doing any damage and in revenge a portuguese vessel laden with wine was seized the crew were allowed to go free with the exception of the pilot who because he was well acquainted with the south american coast was detained having taken in water at brava they sailed for the coast of brazil which was sighted april fifth on may fifteenth as the fleet sailed slowly along the coast a bay was discovered which drake proceeded in his barge to explore two huts were seen but no natives were visible many reis were observed running over the plains and their eggs discovered in sandy hollows the unseaworthiness of some of the smaller vessels was so apparent that drake brought the fleet to anchor and had one of them broken up during the progress of this work many of the natives were seen they were naked and had long black hair their weapons were bows and arrows the expedition sailed again on june third but another vessel broke down and the fleet anchored a few days to break it up on the nineteenth they entered port julian where they encountered the savage natives of patagonia with these giants the explorers were soon on friendly terms leaving port julian drake entered the strait of magellan on august twentieth and discovered some small islands which he named elizabethides in honor of the queen the passage of the strait was effected in seventeen days the shores were explored and observations taken of the currents and soundings and of the habits and manners of the savage aborigines the western extremity of the strait was reached september sixth but there arose a violent storm which lasted more than a month one of the smaller vessels was separated from the other ships and after being tossed about several weeks returned to england drake's ship and her sole remaining companion were driven by the storm as far south as the fifty-fifth parallel of latitude where some islands were discovered on which the crews found vegetables and fresh water both of which were much needed rested and refreshed from their late hardships and fatigue the explorers resumed their voyage but the storm burst forth again 
with renewed fury and inclemency to this tempestuous weather however drake owed the chief geographical discovery of his trip for the storm drove them so far south that cape horn was discovered drake saw the atlantic ocean and the south sea meet in a large and free scope and sailing into the pacific anchored in one of the numerous bays on the west coast of patagonia the crew of a boat which he had here sent ashore were attacked by the natives and every man wounded by a shower of arrows sailing from this inhospitable shore drake anchored in the harbor of valparaiso where he seized a spanish vessel laden with wine thence they sailed to coquimbo where the spaniards made such preparations for resistance as caused drake to refrain from attacking the place he sailed slowly along the coast plundering the spaniards and trafficking with the indians and on february seventh fifteen seventy nine arrived at arica where he captured three vessels a week later he captured several vessels at Calau. drake now stood to the northwest overhauling and plundering several small spanish vessels in his course and after taking in wood and water at the isle of canes sailed as far in that direction as the forty-third parallel of north latitude here the cold was found so intolerable that the course was changed and the ships running southward discovered a bay on the coast of california where they anchored june seventeenth finding the country fertile and the natives hospitable drake took formal possession in the name of the queen of england and gave the region the name of new albion drake sailed from these auriferous shores on july twenty third and steered toward the rich islands of the eastern archipelago on september thirtieth some small islands were discovered in thirty degrees north and then drake sailed toward the equator the maluccas were in sight on november third and on the fifth he anchored off ternate thereupon three large barges says moore with the viceroy and several of the principal nobility came out to conduct the vessel safe into harbor the king likewise having been presented with a velvet cloak in sign of amity afterward came in great state and was received under the discharge of the cannon the music striking up as he approached this prince had guards who understood the use of firearms though javelins and bows and arrows were their principal weapons he was of majestic mien and graceful aspect those who attended him were dressed in cottons and some of them were of venerable aged appearance he withdrew when the ship came to an anchor giving his subjects leave to traffic with the strangers and promised to return within the space of two days drake having sent some gentlemen on shore they were conducted to the castle and being introduced at court found there were near a thousand people on each side of the outer gate there waited old interpreters of other countries when his majesty appeared on this occasion he was dressed in cloth of gold and had his hair woven into golden ringlets he had diamond rings on his fingers and a gold chain round his neck near his chair was a page with a fan set with sapphires which was useful in moderating the heat and he sat under a rich canopy where he received the english in state and with marks of honour and respect on the ninth having taken four tons of cloves aboard drake weighed anchor and sailed to the southward both his ships were so leaky and foul however that on reaching a beautiful fertile island which was found to be uninhabited he anchored in a creek turtles and fruit were plentiful 
and the double processes of refitting the ships and refreshing the crews went on together very pleasantly for a month drake left on this island a negro lad and a mulatto girl whom he had taken out of one of his prizes for which act he has been severely condemned on the night of january nineteenth fifteen eighty his ship grounded on a concealed rock and though the guns and water casks were cast overboard could not be moved the crew were mustered and to every man the chaplain administered the sacrament of the communion all on board expecting a watery grave but the wind changed and the ship was heaved off the rock having sustained very little damage they now sailed very cautiously to baratine where they refitted proceeding thence to java there drake and his officers were sumptuously entertained by the king and allowed to refit which had again become necessary and to obtain the supplies they required for the continuance of the voyage the crews were now become clamorous for returning to england and orders were given to steer for the cape of good hope that famous promontory was doubled on june fifteenth and on july twenty second the expedition was at sierra leone where two days were spent thence they steered homeward and on november third anchored in plymouth harbor having completed the first circumnavigation of the globe ever performed by englishmen End of chapter seven